the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Morning, everyone. It is 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning, Saturday, January 28th, 2023. 710 KNUS Weather Center weather. Light snow and colder. 27 will be the high tomorrow. 15, Monday, 12. It gets cold and snowy next week. No one can turn from this footage. The body cam footage of Tyree Nichols' violent arrest was released by the Memphis police. And I was driving into, actually, to the gym this morning, and then from the gym back to work, and I heard this guest on with Jimmy, and he's kind enough to be with us. Please say good morning, Lieutenant Stephen Rogers. Hey, Lieutenant, thanks for coming on the radio show, and welcome back. Um, You are just a magnificent guest, and I thought if we could get you back, we could use you. Thank you, sir, for returning to the station. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Do a quick bio. I have it in front of me, but for the audience, before you begin to speak. Well, I'm a retired detective lieutenant, uh, a commander of a criminal investigation division here in Beltley, New Jersey. Also retired at a US, as a U.S. Uh, military intelligence officer, lieutenant commander with the Navy. And I was assigned to the FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force. So, and I'm now president of, a, of an organization called Campaign, the number four, America.com. So when this tape comes down, and my daughter couldn't even watch it, and I've watched it because we need to see this to do this side of the microphone, but I was trying to pull some notes together on what we know and what we don't know, and it's been almost three weeks since this traffic stop in Memphis leads to this violent arrest, and three days later, the death of this 29-year-old young man, Ty Nichols, hospitalized after he was pulled over on January 7th, Police said the Memphis Police Department officers, who are black, were fired after internal investigation, are facing criminal charges, but it's what we don't know. And they use these terms, confrontation. Have you, uh, have you seen the, the reports that, were, that have been released, the paperwork on this? Yes, I have. Uh, I could tell you, uh, as many good cops around this country, I was horrified, angry, uh, truly upset. Uh, these police officers uh, shouldn't even wear a badge. They shouldn't even be called cops. They're, they're just street thugs that ought to be put in prison. Now, saying that, uh, I've got to tell you, my friend, that, uh, and I said this earlier, that not only do these cops need to be prosecuted and sent away, but there needs to be an investigation of that entire department. How any group of cops could do what they did without a pro- without prior incidents, without somebody knowing something about their behavior. This is not just one incident yeah. that happened overnight. I think this is a culmination of the way they established a, their own culture within that police department and ran rogue without any supervision. I heard you say that with Jimmy and the light went on. You think this is the first time? Question mark. And my view, absolutely not. They, absolutely not. So you get they get dubbed a scorpion team. What are scorpion teams? Well, that's just a uh, operational team uh, name that they gave their own group. Uh, different communities, different uh, organizations, uh, police departments around the state will set up these operations and just take a name on it. Uh, but but this this particular team, the way they operated, I, again, I find it hard to believe this was the first time 
that they uh, committed such an act against a, an individual. There was no reason at all for them to do this. No training, no tactical skills, no strategy skills. Uh, I, I've spoken to some uh, NYPD officers earlier that are on a task force like this, and they were just as appalled and horrified over what they saw. They did, didn't seem to have any, and again, I, abilities how to take a guy down, that they were just grabbing at him and then kicking him and grabbing at him and didn't seem to have anybody have an approach, okay, you do this, I do that, and then we have him in custody. The guy runs from them. They chase him down again. I mean, it's it's overly said, horrific, but it's these five cops now, and they can't handle this one man, so they have to have to beat him? Well, you're absolutely right. To begin with, uh, why was he stopped? They say it was a motor vehicle yeah. stop. Yeah. Okay. Well, you don't go up to a car and yank the passenger, the driver, out of the car, yeah. throw him to the ground, and beat him over yeah. a motor vehicle stop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so there was the first uh, situation. The cops never had any intention to de-escalate this or to work within the framework of the law. Their intention was to do what, in my view, again, what they probably normally do and never got caught, but this time they got caught. And that's what I wrote down on my worksheet, what we know, but what we still don't know. And you have talked, I listened to you speak with Jimmy earlier about investigations will not take place. The feds are going to step in. But why was the, these are all guesses, their own internal affairs, did they just let this go? Do they have an investigation going? And, um, you know, those are unanswered as well, if you would. Well, good question. And those are the questions I'm asking. Look, I've been a police officer for 38 years, a commander of units, supervisory, been all up and down the ranks. And if there's one thing I know is that when cops go rogue and they empower themselves to do things that are unethical and perhaps illegal, like what we saw in this video, everybody in the department knows. There's not a person in that department who doesn't know that type of behavior with certain cops. My question is, do they have a history of complaints against them? Do they have a history of uh, police brutality, abuse? I'd like to see the number of arrests. Uh, and, and my guess is, my friend, is that people are going to begin to come forward once they know that they will not be retaliated against. Think about that. If these cops did this before to people, would you come forward to the police department and no. say your cops did this? I'm, because you'll get your brains beat out. Yeah, I heard you mention uh, when I was coming in uh, Serpico. And I actually met him. I've read the book and I've seen the film. The film isn't, you know, the film doesn't le live up to the book, but. Serpico, in essence, is saying most of the New York Police Department, what's the word, was on the take or on the pad, and it, the light went on. And th the same kind of thing happens apparently more than once. Um, you, well, you, had, you, had, uh, you had mentioned Serpico, if you would. Yeah. Uh, Frank Serpico, uh, you know, he was a cop that uh, did not want to become part of the culture of corruption at NYPD. But the problem he ran into is every precinct he went to, every commander he ran into, I mean, without exaggeration, corruption up and down that entire department. And it took him to get shot and end up losing his job, but yeah. eventually going to trial and, and bringing that down. But, yeah. but let me add this. And I know that the, I understand the police chief there is popular, but, uh, you know, responsibility and accountability begins at the top. I just would like to know if this police chief had any complaints about these cops in the past. And if so, what was done about it? I can't believe, I tell you, and I know I'm overemphasizing this, but my years of experience tell me, I find it hard to believe that no sergeant, no lieutenant, no captain, no one in a supervisory no. capacity up to the police chief had any inkling 
that these guys were uh, committing the acts that they did, uh, what we saw in that video. Uh, our guest, Lieutenant Stephen Rogers, 710 KNUS, Peter Boyle's The Morning Show on a Saturday, got snow in the cast. Um, recently, say in the last six or eight months of my life, I've been doing a lot of reading on uh, on systems and corporations and uh, individuals and families, and I've come to the conclusion that families become unhealthy, corporations become unhealthy, radio stations become unhealthy, police departments become unhealthy, and certainly as individuals and families and countries. And I believe that our country is unhealthy. I was talking to people that I respect, and the numbers either 36 or 39 mass shootings since the first of the year. Now, I'm a Second Amendment advocate and a First Amendment advocate, but there's some, there's, if I can say, Stephen, Stephen, there's something wrong. And yeah. I, I, do you sense that as well? Yes, and here's what's wrong in my view. To begin with, our educational system is, is uh, null and void, okay? We're not teaching kids about uh, moral values. We're not teaching kids about respect. We're not teaching them about the things you and I were taught about. Mm. Uh, and, 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 and so it begins in an elementary school level that this woke agenda uh, is serving no purpose but to cause more division and confusion in our country at an early age. That's number one. Number two, people need to return to, a, to God Almighty. They need to, to have that spiritual foundation that unites. I haven't uh, talked to anyone from any religion on the face of this earth who, who, who belongs to a religious order that, that divides. They unite. They bring people together. Mm. They teach respect. Uh, we need to get back to prayer. These are the things that keep us glued together. With regard to law enforcement, we need to get back to community policing. We've, we've gone so far straight from that. This is what we have in our departments these days. I worked on community policing programs here in New Jersey for years. We built great relations with the African-American community, great relations with, between the police and the cops. I mean, I can't begin to tell you how great it was. It prevented crime. It taught children how to respect cops. And it taught cops the plight and difficulties that a lot of people, whether you're white, black, or whatever, that they were going through in life. And so when you have that passion, and, and tell you, the, the greatest part of that all was getting chaplains involved, getting the clergy involved with the cops and the public. And with regard to police departments, I believe in police chaplaincy. You can have a lot of cops going through difficult times, depression, what have you. They need somebody to talk to. Go to that chaplain and prevent something like this from happening. And with respect, what I have seen religion do in the last couple of years is become weaponized. And it has become unhealthy as well. Uh, the weaponization of religion in this country, maybe in the world. And it doesn't seem to be let's all gather by the river. It seems to be exactly the opposite. I fear the future. And I'm not a guy that is afraid of much, but I, I fear what's waiting for my grandson. I feel what's what's around the corner, and I see these things in a totality. And I don't think I don't think anybody. I think people were were horrified by the video, but I don't think people were. were do you believe, Lieutenant, that they were shocked by this video, or just more of an "oh my god" moment? Well, I believe most of the people, and and here's where I could probably put some of your fears to to rest. Uh, you know, uh, fear paralyzes us. Oh, we sure. feel we can do nothing. But you're doing something. You're on the air talking about it. I'm doing yeah, but... something. What, I, what I'm saying is that there are millions of Americans who uh, who are horrified. Yet there, there, to some it's an oh my god moment. To yeah. some it's my goodness. But the fact of the matter is, these become wake up calls, 
And uh, I mentioned earlier uh, on the broadcast, and I'm not uh, hesitating to mention names, uh, there are broadcasters out there in mainstream media. I, I called out Joy Reid on MSNBC, Al Sharpton sure. and others who are horrifying people, who are instilling fear and then inflaming uh, already a, a, a oh. large fire across this country. But we need leaders who are going to stop stop the, the violent rhetoric. We need leaders who are going to say, hey, look, we need to calm down, lower the temperature. But I have faith. I, I believe in changing our fear into faith, and I believe that God does answer prayers and that what we need to do, uh, look, I'll give you an example. Abe Lincoln, President Lincoln, he's in the Oval Office. This is a fact now. He's on his knees with a Bible. His chief of staff walks by and says, Mr. President, uh, what, what are you doing? And now this was during the, the height of the Civil War. He says, well, I have nowhere else to go. And we have nowhere else to go. And once we recognize that, uh, government's not going to solve the problem, as Reagan said, said, we will, but we need to add that uh, extra spiritual element. Have you become conditioned, as I know I have, and I don't operate from fear, but I operate in maybe leeriness or maybe what's around the next corner, if it's around this last corner, around the next corner, won't be that, isn't going to be that, that day at the beach. But, for instance, the shootings, the mass shootings, and we've used to blame it just, oh, it's just all these young white boys, and now it's this, and now it's that. Now we have back-to-back Asian mass shootings in California, um, and you kind of go, oh, well. And I've bounced this off a lot of people that I respect, and so tomorrow, please let this not be true, but, Lieutenant, if there's another mass shooting, will you be shocked? No, I won't. Yeah, uh, that's, you know, yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. I won't. But what I will do, it'll continue to have me uh, drive my heels into the ground and say I'm going to continue yeah. to do what I've got to do to help out. You know, uh, there was a naval officer that took uh, uh, these little sticky notes and put on our desk years ago: "Create your environment." Hmm. Well, I am not going to let anyone, any government, any group create my environment. I'll create my environment, uh, and and so I've become stronger. Uh, as I've gone along and in politics, you know, I've ran for governor here in New Jersey. I, I got elected in the city council a couple of times. I, I left because I believe in term limits. But here's what I learned. And my wife always reminded me, if we walk this journey, do not let anybody put a collar around your neck with a leash on it. You be independent. You use your integrity and you use all the skills God's given you to win. We won. We won. We won. And I'm doing that with Campaign for America. We're talking about the greatness and goodness of America. You know, you and I wake up in the morning, and what do we see? Negative news. What do we read? Negative news. TV shows, Hollywood, negative news. Well, we got to make it positive. And uh, like what you're doing here, you're, you're bringing about a, a problem, and yeah. you're, bringing, you're bringing dialogue about solutions also. We will see. I really appreciate you coming on. I thought you were terrific with Jimmy. You were great with me. Lieutenant Stephen Rogers, everyone. Give a website, if you would, please, so folks can so see the you. campaign. The camp that's campaign the number four America dot com campaign the number four America dot com. Take care of yourself, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, everybody. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. We have two lines open. Uh, if you wish, reacting to this and the, these videos, and some of them don't have audio, and some of them do, and Blake has some of it. Then we will take a time out at ten. And do the book, Frank and Marilyn. We did this on the shoot, and it's just, it ties into so many things that we, we talk about. And then we'll go back to open lines at 11. 710 KNUS with two lines open. Cenogenics, um, you've heard me say this before and say it again. Dr. Julie McCallan saved my life, kept me healthy ever since. Imagine a world 
where you're not just another number or your doctor knows everything about you and spends time to discover all that's necessary to get and keep you keep you going, going and going well, not only healthy, but optimally healthy. She has saved my life. We text all the time. She's my friend. The world exists at Cenogenics Denver, and if you've seen and been cared for by the great doctors and the staff at Cenogenics and received the world's best age management solutions helping you achieve your peak cognitive, physical, and metabolic health, I'm going to turn 80 this year. Still ski, going to the motorcycle swap meet with all the homies today. Life's too short, and health is too precious to trust anyone else, and you are going to be assigned to that? No, don't settle for mediocrity, long waits, test results, or call and don't get a return call. Expect the best. Cenogenics, Dr. Watt, Dr. McCallan, the people that are there, 720-302-2992. Make the call. Michelle answers the phone, 720-302-2992. Again, 720-302-2992, or Denver Cenogenics, C-E-N-E-G-E-N-I-C-S.com. Back with your calls. It's almost too much. Brutal. Saturday morning, everyone, the 28th of January, 2023. Audio parts of that unbelievable, the arrest, if you would, uh, the body cam footage of Tyree Nichols. Good morning, everyone. 710 KNUS Denver's talk station. 27 light snow and cold, 2 degrees tonight, 15 tomorrow. It is a Saturday morning. Uh, We go to the phones. We start with Don. Don, you're on the radio show. Good morning. Thank you. Hey, good morning, Peter. Yes. It's a resting day again, isn't it? Oh. It is amazing. And like I said, I, 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 I'm lost to say what, what we're watching happen or why it's happening. Really? Don't you think this has just been coming for quite a while? In a, in a, in a greater sense, probably true. Probably, yes. I, the, the, behave, the behavior that we're seeing is the backlash, not blacklash, but backlash that we're going to get in society because of what they've allowed to go on for many years. And, you know, I go decades. This whole idea that we should have these great people and institutions to look up to, as you quote periodically, when the truth is found to be lies. I'm sure you're familiar with James Jesus Angleton, correct? Sure. He was he was the he was the counter spy inside the CIA for people that James Jesus Angleton was his name. But um, the the part there are so many active duty police officers across the country. They're just as angry at this and just as. Uh, just as horrified by it as you are or anyone else is, um, I know just from personal experience, I mean, this isn't by any stretch of the imagination all cops, but there seems to be something going on. I I bring up 
how many mass shootings there have been in this country since the first of the year. It's either 36 or 39. At that point, does it make a difference? And I come back to the question I, I asked Steve Rogers, Don, if you woke up tomorrow morning and someone had you turned on the news and there had been another mass shooting, would you honestly be shocked? Uh, I probably wouldn't even pay any attention. Well, to there it is. Oh, there I mean, it I, is. I'm, I'm, I'm anesthetized to yeah. that. Okay. And if you were to see that clip that they're showing, if you'd have seen that in the movie theater, would you be shocked? Well, we've seen it in movie theaters, of course. I know. Yeah. Well, well, it would have, it would have, it would have angered you. It, it would have been part of, you know, some something that would have brought your emotions out. Obviously, in a commercial film, but this is the streets of Memphis, and you can hear this young guy talk. And I, for the life of me, and I was trying to put this together before the show started: what we know and what we still don't know, what leads to his death, and. I, you listen to that police officer talk, and I've talked to other police officers. You don't do that to somebody on a traffic stop. You just don't do it unless that's what these guys have been doing. I I just think that this is all starting to come home. You know, the roosters are coming home because the there's chickens. been so much of a push. Yeah. Sorry, the chickens. Yeah, there's been so much of a push that we've ignored or poo-pooed, you know, you, between the riots and, you know, they're downplayed, they're going up in smoke, and they're talking, well, these are peaceful. But remind you that the, 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 country, the country has always been through civil upheaval. I mean, the country, this is a country based on civil upheaval. Uh, what happened at, at Bunker Hill and all these different things. We, we are, there's a historian by the name of Jeffrey Parrott who said it's a country made by war. But I'm going to come back to something that I've been pursuing, and I, and I think there may be something to it, the unhealthiness that nations become sick, countries become sick, institutions become sick, um, people, families, corporations, uh, political parties, the, the Republican Party is sick right now. It's very sick. Um, corporations become sick. People become sick. And is the nation well? But it, it, you know, nothing is etched in stone. Although destinations are arrived at simply because history is a great teacher. So, final question to you: Is the nation sick? Is the is the country sick? And if so, why? Well, greed, money, mm. power, immorality combination of things that has been so prevalent on ongoing which is now kind of at a crescendo because it's everywhere i'd see the point is i don't believe i don't believe it's at a i don't believe it's at a crescendo i think we have a long far piece to go before you're right well no you don't you know don't don't hope i'm right because what i hope we're a long ways away because what what lays out there i think the tripwire is a lot okay well i I also think that about the ukraine so all right oh yeah all right donnie thanks man 303-696-1971 good morning everyone it's a saturday i'm peter Boyle's light snow and colder 27 is all we get two degrees tonight 15 and snow tomorrow uh, react if you would to that. And I know people that intentionally, my daughter was one of them, just not going to watch this video. Um, and again, this idea, notion, if you would, that 
people become sick and company, companies become sick and corporations become sick. And um, here's to the wall. You know, this is a good show this morning. When society loses its values that we've been fed this now, it's been cultivated, and this is what we're left with. I'm not surprised all the videos have been cancer. Well, the videos are simply technology. That's all they are. No more, no less. It's like being able to take a picture at a crime scene or having a motion picture, uh, you know, for World War II was shown to the American people, not on television, but rather in, in the movies on Friday night and Saturday night and Sunday with they would show, you know, newsreels. So, no, all the, all the videos are just simply technology. And you want those cameras there. But what is happening? I mean, would you, would you truly legitimately be shocked if you woke up tomorrow morning or this afternoon as a newsflash has been another mass shooting? And this is a manifestation of so many things. And I do believe, and I've been reading extensively about it, and I'm certainly not an expert, but it, something that does make some sense to me is the terms unhealthy or sick. And corporations become sick. Political parties become sick. I think the Republican Party is very sick right now. Uh, individuals are unhealthy. Radio stations can be unhealthy and be sick. Um, you're all around you. Religions become sick and unhealthy. 710-KNUS, a line is open. Is the nation this way now? Danny Kaplis's law firm. Danny believes that, and again, speaking about a friend, but he's the only lawyer in Colorado right now to win five straight multi-million dollar jury verdicts in motor vehicle crashes. Danny and his partners, and they're just good guys, good men and women, and highly successful firm, getting getting, again, the great line of six former DAs now using their tremendous courtroom experience helping survivors of serious crashes, the capitalist law firm. And Danny believes talks cheap, experience counts, results matter, and the firm would be happy to share with you its track record of outstanding jury verdicts and court settlements. So Danny's law firm believes who you hire speaks volumes about you, and everybody involved in the case, they suggest you choose a law firm that shares your values. The firm believes that core values have been the foundation of great success Integrity, hard work, dedication, righteous causes. You need Danny's health uh, and help. We did call 303-907-5003 and call him and say, here's my problem. Here's the situation we're in. What do you have to say or how can you help? And they'll take it from there. Kaplis's Law Firm, C-A-P-L-I-S, Kaplis Law, 303-907-5003, 303-907-5003. If you were trying to call the radio station, got a busy, we've been lined up. Uh, you can get on the show now, 303-696-1971. React to this. Uh, did you watch it? You well, There was a a period when they were warning people about this, about this footage was going to drop. Did you then do what? Did you then want to see it? And they released this police video, the violent arrest of Tyree Nichols. He's a 29-year-old. He's a young man. And it was like I wrote to, to myself here, what we know, what we still don't know about what led to his death. And then this brutal encounter that seems just simply from a traffic stop. There's four videos posted on the city of Memphis, and it's their account shortly before 7 o'clock last night. And they were taken from police body cameras and street surveillance cameras. And they show officers first removing him from the vehicle after pulling him over. And there's an initial struggle, and then he breaks loose and runs away. And, and then these images of him being restrained and beaten by five cops in this intersection. 
And it is, and one of the things that did not happen was the country, well, I mean, all the, the burnings and looting didn't begin. And there are all these different angles where she's being pepper sprayed and kicked in the head, punched and multiple times with a baton. For what? The first body camera shows this cop approaching the car, stopped at a red light, gun drawn, and he's being forcibly pulled out, pushed to the ground by another cop. And a cop threatens to break his hands if he doesn't put them down. The officers scream. I'm on the ground, he says, you guys are doing a lot. I'm just trying to go home. And they keep doing it to him. And then the fourth cop pulls out one of those retractable batons and starts beating him, hitting him in the back. And he stands up and stumbles and being held down by the cops again. The third video shows body cam footage and audio of the beating. And after the cops detain him at the intersection, he's being restrained on the ground. The officer wearing the, the camera pepper sprays him repeatedly. And he's crying for his mother. This idea, do we become this way? We go to John. John, you're on a radio show. Good morning and thank you. Yeah. Okay, I grew up in Denver. When I went to California, lived in Compton, California, I heard things and saw things. I was amazed. I thought I was living in a, in a war zone. It, it, it's, it's like these things have been happening, but it's just not in your neighborhood. And it's crazy. Yeah. That is just now. Everybody's surprised. Well, I don't yeah, think I. I, I, I yeah. Like this. Yeah. Who knows when? What? I begin with the question I asked myself the other night, and it's th through reading. Is it a sickness? Is it unhealthiness? It's, you know, um, generally when things go like this, someone can say, "Well, it's racist," but in this case, you know, he's a, the 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 vic the vic the victim is a black man. The officers are black, and the chief of police is black. How does that well, work? Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, I watched a lot of these movies. Did you ever see the movie um, uh, Straight Outta Compton? Yes. One black cop, yeah, one, sure. white, yeah. one white cop. Okay, so <laughs> it, it's always been there, but it, like I said, it just wasn't in, in your neighborhood. It wasn't in my neighborhood. And so when I went to L.A. and I saw these, these guys line up, 20 guys beating up on one guy mm -hmm. that initiated him in a game, I said, I saw that on TV. This really happened? Well, I, I believe that about drugs, the war on drugs, that... Uh, during the Nixon administration, when Muffy and Buffy found pot in Little Honey Girl's sock drawer, the nation had a drug problem. And prior to that, yeah. no, I'm serious, it was a heart attack. Prior to that, yeah. it didn't matter, you know, who in minority communities was doing dope. But when when it jumped into white middle class, then America had a drug problem. Yeah, and like I said, when I went out to L.A., it was New Year's Eve night. It sounded like a war zone. Yeah, sure. And I'm thinking, like, where did these guys get these guns? I mean, I mean, that, 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 that. I didn't hear that stuff until I, I went to L.A. And, I, and man, you, my parents really sheltered me. Man. I, I, lived, I thought I lived, I lived in so paradise. What, what do you come away uh, with? John, what do you come away with with this? What, what's, your, what's your gut telling you? Hmm. that in this society, 
it's, it's, it's okay and you and you and you 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 put it in in this little pocket but then when it starts spilling out and then a lot of people start doing it in, in other areas and now we got we got the, the, the these cameras everybody has a camera mm -hmm. so everybody can can film stuff so then it's stuff that we know about it we know that that cops came in and, and did the stuff and like i said not all cops are bad like this but then you get a few that for some reason mm -hmm. maybe they have a personal problems at home and then they take that to work. My brother was a police officer, and he said he saw so much ugliness in this. In this, and and he was a nice guy, you know. And he was one of the good guys. I grew up with my brother, so I, I knew who he was. But but he would tell some stories. But it's like if it's not in your face, and the police have to deal with this, it gets to them, mm -hmm. and they should have psychological training every two years. And if they're going overboard, they should. On, on, on the this, is, this is from the oh, wall this morning. My first, and I think this is a very honest text. My first thought was, thank God the cops weren't white. Isn't that interesting? Oh, that, that, that's, that's ridiculous. No, 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 no. I think it's very honest. I think I, I don't disagree. You know, like, well, I, I okay. don't disagree with, you know, you're saying, well, okay, but I think it's extremely honest. Yeah, well. From, yeah, this, from yeah. this person's perspective. Um, oh yeah, sure, but, yeah. But 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 when I visit, when I was in living in Compton, man, it was like there were so many crazy things that went dead bodies oh, yeah. just laying there until they decided to come pick it up, and it's like I said, what what, what country is this? And and like I said, I grew up in a very naive Park Hill, nothing like that. But you know, but I would hear rumors that Park Hill was dangerous and. And and five points of danger. I said, uh uh. <laughs> no, I. I, I, I so, <sighs> John, I, I mean, this is really a, a very strong call. Um, I don't know what the next step will be. There was four videos, and I don't know if you sat and watched them or not. I, um, I, I did, and I watched them again this morning. And then Blake's grabbed some sound from them, but some of them are just silent. There's no, there's no audio with them. And they're almost more deadly audio no, without a without a soundtrack. Mm. So you take care of yourself. Uh, this this was a remarkable call. Take care, man. Thank you so much. Uh, one line is open. We'll keep this up until the top of the hour, and then we'll we'll switch horses for an hour with the book Frank and Marilyn, which I think is the most powerful. And then we come back to this in open lines as well. Three all three six nine six nineteen seventy one. When things break and don't work. You call my friend, Brad Apple, with time, plumbing, heating, and electric for all your all your service needs. They have the best, easy-to-remember number for all your needs, 303-PLUMBER. They, these guys are natives from Denver. Brad and Judy Apple have been lunch with them, talked to them. Brad and Judy own time, plumbing, heating, and electric, licensed since 1983. Now it's going to get cold. It's going to get real cold again tonight, Two, and that's going to be zero, and that's going to be three. And if your furnace is getting old, not heating like it used to, Time Plumbing, Heating, and Electric can clean and service your furnace uh, for 69 bucks. It's normally a buck twenty. Or if your furnace is getting old, not heating like it used to, Time Plumbing, Heating, and Electric has a blowout special on furnace replacements this month. Get $2,000 off their standard pricing for a new ream or carrier furnace replacement. They offer financing starting at only 62 bucks a month. A new furnace, your old one, will be replaced and recycled. Simply dial their easy-to-remember number, 303-PLUMBER. Easy number. Mention my name and you get two G's off the furnace. 
That is a deal. 303 Plumber. Remember the number, 303 Plumber, or go to 303plumber.com. You got a problem. Remember this easy number, 303 Plumber. Morning, everyone. On a Saturday morning, light snow and colder, 27 to high, 2 degrees tonight. Swap meets in Denver, motorcycle swap meet. Friends are going to gather. We're going to go. Light snow, very cold tomorrow. Uh, the emphasis, always the attention, the body cam footage of Tyree Nichols' violent arrest uh, released by the Memphis Police Department. Lines are jams. We go to Otis on line two. Otis, thanks for waiting. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Pete. It's good to hear your voice. I hope you're doing well. Doing really well, man. Thanks. You are absolutely right. It's a good thing it wasn't white cops. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean that that was a text that was sent, and people are saying the text is dead on correct. Um, it is. It's why? Very, uh, very correct. But years ago, I called in when we had a problem here in Denver, and I made a statement that when something like this happens. And it's happening more and more. These police officers are totally out of line. And they need to be drug tested after something like this happens. Because you don't know what's in their system. Hello? That's legit. No, I I think that's legit. I think um, any more, the more I know, for instance, steroids or... All right. kind, all, I mean, steroids in, in, in particular, the insanity that comes from that. I, I want to know what's in their system. Sure. Because no. these police officers are totally out of control. Well, they're not totally out of control, but we do have these, these inc- incidents that are captured. And remember, this isn't a side someone bystanding with a, with a camera. This is body cam footage from the police themselves. Uh, also comes from government uh, cameras. This isn't some guy standing over in a corner taking a picture of this. This is no. This is like, I understand, yeah, but yeah. but and and they know that their body cam were, was recording all of this, and they continued to do it. That tells me yeah, they I, were all I, out of control. Yeah, I don't. Again, there's this pack mentality, and when it begins. And one of the questions that Lieutenant Rogers asked early this morning was, do you think this is their first time they ever did this? And my response was no. no. And then, but they're no. called scorpion units, first strike units. And no. maybe, it's, you know, maybe, I mean, things happen. They want you to be totally, totally in fear of when you get stopped. They want you to be totally scared of these people. Mm. And that's not their job. If there's going to be an ass woman, it needs to be the judge giving it to them, well, not these cops. But if people, they can't control themselves, they need to retire. But I've, I've, maybe well, work but I've listened. Time. I've listened to many, many, many uh, police officers that I have respect for and spend social time with, and they're not like this at all. And, and there's a great line that came no, from. I, there's I, a great line that came from a friend of mine who's pretty fair defense attorney says the time to argue about the ticket is not on the side of the highway it is in the courtroom but people don't understand that i'm going to jump i appreciate it let's go to jim jim you waited on the radio show good morning we lost jim okay let's go to the top let's go to dan dan you're on the radio show good morning yeah good morning peter thanks for taking Oh, pleasure. Um, you said some really good things this morning uh, online. Uh, where one thing I'm separate from you is I've never met. I'm seventy. 
Um, never met an honest cop or a good cop, and I know you have friends. See, that are I, 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 I don't believe that. that. It's, it's but, like but, saying, wait a minute, it's like, think, hey, stop. It's like saying I never met an honest or a straight politician. Well, I don't think any politicians are honest or straight. Well, what so about what, a, what about uh, what about an honest or decent pastor or priest or rabbi? I I don't. I'm not. I'm not into any of those things. Well, but, so you didn't. So in other um, words, you don't know anybody that's the straight and decent. Oh yeah, yeah okay. I do, but not not cops. All right, but not cops, and we don't want to argue. We're entitled to our opinions, but I think one of the problems, and I don't know, how, and give me your thoughts on this, is police unions are a real problem. There's a chance the police unions and attorneys will get these guys off with a slap of the wrist. Maybe a couple no, of them. These guys are done. The, the, these guys are done. They're done. Just like but, the people that the killed unions Rodney King. Are so terrible. And the other thing no. is transparency of both hiring. Questions asked, you know, nepotism, and uh, and constant uh, psychological uh, exams, transparent. If I don't believe half the uh, lot of cops out there would be hired if they were under oath, maybe on lie detector, uh, in public, uh, with public view. Wait, where did where did you? Well, let me let me. Can I ask you again? Where you picked up your view of police? Where, where did, I mean, you're, you're not a kid. I can hear, hear well, your I voice. Lot, I know a lot of cops. It's not a long time, uh, but probably more than most of your callers. But I spent 15 years in the bail bond business at uh-huh. 34th and Hollywood. I know you know about that. Sure. And I only wrote black bonds, and I only did gangbanger and drug bonds. Did bonds for the, the guys coming out of L.A. muling the shit here. Uh, I know a lot about the whole law enforcement thing. And I just never met an honest, good cop that jack up the kids, take their dope and scare them, take their money, and then let them go. Things like that. That's not right, you know, and um, beat them up. And I, so 15 years in the bonding business, you, you meet a lot of cops. And I just, I'm waiting someday to meet a good one, um, you know, an honest one. I, I, I'd really like to do that and have a good conversation with them. But and I know so many. I don't many. know where you buy it. You obviously I, have been pretty fortunate. You, you I don't you know if I don't know. I, I I don't understand. You know these these are the centurions, as you probably know, and these are the 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 thin blue line. This is not an easy job. Well, see, that's the problem right there. You think that you're giving them too much power? No. You know when they put on that magic belt, the gun, the club to beat people in the head with. How would they like to get ahead with a belly club? But you're, you're, you're this. It's this again. It's this. You know, society isn't a clean, decent place. You need people, men and women, who are willing to hold that line. Now, we are also yeah, all human. That's true. It's true in the military. It's true with defense attorneys. It's true with prosecutors. It's true with the, the entire system. The system, and I, I come back to this notion that the country is now sick. The country, the, Our country is like human beings becomes unhealthy. We have we have healthy countries. We have sick countries. We've had periods of of this country being extremely healthy at the, at the worst of times. Following Pearl Harbor, you know, this country unifies itself and becomes a healthy country out of the Great American Depression, out of all the sadness. We do become, but now we and as I mentioned, institutions, businesses, corporations, countries become sick. And right. the country is the, our, our country is sick right now. Our country is unhealthy, and yeah. you know. So, 
And so what? And I don't have an answer. But yeah. I, I can certainly see it. The problem is that the numbers game, Peter, there's a million cops, give or take a, a, a few, in America. I always ask a cop, because I love asking him mm-hmm. questions. I say, what percentage of bad cops do you think there are in America? Well, but that's and like a lot I, of times they'll say, huh? That's like asking me, oh, oh. What, what percentage of bad talk show hosts are they? How would I know? No, but yeah, but, but, but on cops, right. and most of them usually say, well, maybe... Maybe three uh, percent. I'm gonna read from the wall. And I say, well, let's be let's be nice. Let's say one percent. That means there's right, ten thousand so, bad apples yeah, running but, around. But you're, you're making the, you're, what you're doing is you're doing doing number supposition. Let me read you from the wall. All of this coming from a bondsman. Lord God, I'm a cop and I never met a straight bondsman in my life. Touche. Uh, thanks, brother. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. Here's what's going to happen. Uh, I read this book, finished it about, I don't know, three, four weeks ago. It's entitled Frank and Marilyn. It's it's the best. And well, so we we did it on the shoot, and this guy is so remarkable, and I've been so drawn most of my adult life to the Kennedys and to Cuba and to Hollywood and to all, and it, it captures all of this. And I think it's the right time to do this this morning. We had the guy booked, and we, we moved everybody else that we had booked for the show because of the sadness out of Memphis. So we will take a you know our our time out here and we'll come back and we'll we'll do Frank and Marilyn. I urge you to watch uh, the the video of it that's up. You can go to the website seven ten knus dot com. I have a new column up about the uh, police officer who was in recovery now, who was I think smeared by talk radio and by certain news outlets because he had um, gained he's gained his sobriety and all goes with that and also the new video is up on uh, on Frank and Marilyn Edward Epstein this guy's remarkable and i thought maybe we need this and take an hour outside and do it and then return uh at at 11 o'clock this morning in open lines back to this exact story the body cam footage of Tyree Nichols violent arrest and it was released by the Memphis police and it's devastating Tons of folks on the phones. We'll get to everybody, I promise. But I do want to take a sidebar and do this. Going to be 27, light snow and colder, 2 degrees tonight, 15 tomorrow. And again, these are talking about getting things done with your friends. Cowboy Moving and Storage, recommended mover. Go to cowboymoving.com and click on customer reviews. It's incredible. All these people who went through the experience of hiring Cowboy and they put the customer reviews up on the web. See for yourself. Cowboy is the recommended mover. And Family owned and operated by the same family since 1968. Mentioned to go see the guys got a tank shift Indian. We're going to motorcycle show this morning when the show's over. Tank shift Indian, man, we could go over big at the Harley show with that. Cowboy, or the motorcycle show. Cowboy provides residential commercial moves throughout all of Colorado can store your values. They do what's called load and hold. So you're not ready to move into the new place, but you got to move out of the old. You're moving into a new office or residence, but you got to leave your current location before the new place is available. So... They have the storage service, load and load, load and hold trailers come. They load, and they put them in these clean, dry trailers, store them in a nice, warm place, and when it's time to come, they deliver. So it makes Cowboy the recommended mover, the guys who do the job. Many of these guys have been in, with Cowboy now for years. We watched them one time. I tried to work with them. They run you down. Moves to loads to holds to storage. Cowboy's been Colorado's recommended mover simply, and it's that simple. Get yourself an estimate, 303-789-2200, 303-789-2200, Cowboy donates a portion of every move to Freedom Service Dogs. Uh, let me see if I can do a couple of reads. 
I wonder if this results in municipalities lowering their standards because no one wants to be a cop. Uh, however, steroids come in as BS. I don't know if it is. Uh, I just watched the video, my God, my God. Uh, remember the movie Following, Falling Down? I do remember that. It just seems like more people are hitting the point every day and losing it. You know, and this, she, and this other one, you know, I love what you're saying about a country or people becoming sick. So we come back with Franklin, Maryland, and we need, it's a really good listener hour. And then we come back in your, in phone calls and open lines. 27 light snow and cooler and colder. 27 is all we get. Two degrees tonight, 15 tomorrow, zero tomorrow night, 12 degrees on Monday. You ready? All right, let's turn around and come back with Franklin, Maryland. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.